Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Do you know, I've said it a few times before, but that transition, GG to uh, Mr. Gatekeeper TV, because we used to have either um, the scoop intro, you'd get the dun 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 but then it ends and then fades out and you either jump back to the start screen for a second or you just hit i press it early and we hit this screen and the music just hard cuts off whereas that gives it a nice little transition so you get like the back into it but anyway welcome in ladies and gentlemen twitch.tv my name is green d and this man that looks a bit warm over there is the man that we call baby you want babe hello yeah fucking roasting like so what? Uh, being big ginger in this weather does not help. The titty sweat is well and truly in force. What? But we're getting there. Do, is there like a weird line here for everyone else? Like I have like a weird cut line where there's like it's almost like the feed is is dodge. Uh, is it? Is that happening for everyone else? Uh, that's bizarre. Because if it is, the only way I can stop that is to stop that to stop the stream and come back. But let me know if it's just my. Um, output on stream. I see it in the preview. Uh, oh, okay, that might be it then. It, it might just be within Streamlabs as uh, video preview itself. Basically, um, right where my finger is now, uh, on the left of it, the screen is like slightly higher. It uh, and okay, not for anyone else. Fine, it's just my preview. That's fine. As long as it's just for the preview thing, then that's fine. Um, but anyway, Yorkie Ladder, thank you very much for the host, dude, and triggering the lights in the stream. Uh, so yeah, 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 yeah. Shout out to Lumia Stream for for the uh, sick technology links that makes everything work in one go. Yeah, 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 yeah. Anyway, welcome in Mr. Asim Tanvir, or Tassim Tanvir. We're not sure who it is this morning. Um, I'm going to go with the latter because we the first message in the stream is, Hey, lol. <laughs> hey, lol. Hey, lol. Uh, that hey, lol is a joke, by the way. I love all games and consoles. <laughs> Uh, morning, ladies and gents. Unfortunately, can't stick around today, but smash it like you always do. I've got you hosted. Jockey Ladder, you absolute legend. Once again, thank you very much for Appreciate the it. Much, much appreciated. Uh, we got confirmation from Fatman Dave, Cumbrian Toffee, and the beautiful Danny Day 83 all saying that this dodgy line is just on my screen. Um, so there we go. There we go. Um, do you know what I was going to show you what it looks like, but but you get the idea. It's, not, it's fine, it's fine, it's fine. Uh, most things, babe. Anyway, I've noticed that you have... I mean, let me jump into the split screen, so it's it's a little bit bigger. Uh, I noticed that Sonic the Hedgehog is a cool hedgehog anyway, but look at that pose going on. He's got one leg higher than the other, just chilled out on there like, hey... Oh, no, actually, that's because his foot was, was lost and reattached. <laughs> that was pretty much it, yeah. So his foot's back to front, so one is slightly longer than the other one because he lost some stuffing. Um... Yeah, you know what's really good though. I've seen two people when I posted my stream setup on uh, on Twitter. I saw this. I know what you're gonna say. I saw it. Yeah, <laughs> two people reached out and said that they got the exact same teddy from like 27 years ago, which nice. is really nice. It just shows how in so much better condition than mine though. Like he's been through the wall. Just like <laughs> he's been fighting Robotnik for the last 27 years. Just shows how big Sonic was back then. I mean, Sonic is just kind of like almost like meme content now compared to how big it used to be. Yeah, Sonic was exactly. always my my choice. I mean, you were kind of Mario or Sonic. Not not so much early on. Excuse me. For me, earlier on, there was no Mario. It was. I mean, there was. My first console was a, was a NES. Um. So I was technically Mario before I was Sonic, but I only got a NES because I asked my dad for a Mega Drive and he got the wrong thing. I, it not only did it. That's like. <laughs> Yeah, that's like asking your dad for a PS5 and then getting you an Xbox One S. It's like the wrong brand and a generation back. So I got, I asked for a Mega Drive and got an S. Um, but I wanted the Mega Drive because I wanted to play Sonic. Um, and back then, Sonic was just bigger for me. There was Sonic TV programs, there was Sonic backpacks and stuff. Uh, uh, just it was like badass Sonic the Hedgehog with attitude and all, all of that sort of stuff. It was, it was everywhere. And then, and then Sonic just stopped. With the pace, literally, Sonic dropped off the pace, and then Mario took over. And now Sonic's just, just Mario's little bitch. Ad says I have the whole collection. I was of those always a massive. I was always a massive Sonic fan, obviously, um, not just because of the Teddy and stuff like that. But I don't know if anyone's old enough in here, um, or I, I don't know whether or not you was a bit too old for this. But cheers, oh, mate. <laughs> well, no, I know there's only like three years between us, but the, the three years when you're growing up is a long time. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so there was a TV program. It used to be uh, The Adventures of Sonic the Hedgehog. And then straight what? after it would be like, uh, it was a Mario cartoon as well, but I can't remember what that was called. But The Adventures of Sonic the Hedgehog was like premium viewing. I had my nan and granddad bought me that all on tape. I had them all on VHS. 
no longer have them, but they are all out on DVD. So at some point, I will be picking them up again. But that that for me was something. It was like it went for like three or four seasons. Yeah, and then it went into like I can't remember. Uh, what the next one was it wasn't sonic x that was one of the new ones but yeah, yeah. It, was, it was awful but so the adventures of sonic the hedgehog was premium sonic well we had quite quite a large covering because this this fat man dave 8472 david my my older brother three years older than me uh then there was me and then there was like a stepbrother and sister as, gro- as we were growing up and they were a few years younger so we covered like the full spectrum usually we'd watch a bit of everything um so we used to watch uh don't doubt what he can do uh sonic the hedgehog uh as in as it, is that a threat <laughs> don't doubt what he can do um but yeah me and david used to watch uh sonic was it every saturday morning was that what it was yeah um, yeah uh, yeah there was it started at like six half six didn't they but that was like it was before smtv live and all yeah, that stuff yeah. so it was always it was always amazing uh oh, the tv theme i say i've long forgotten the theme if you played it i'd probably remember it instantly but right now not a clue uh, and we're not going to Google so it because it D- DMCA. <laughs> anyway, put it into the chat. So everyone else can watch it. It's uh, that that is the intro that I remember more than anything. Amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is the one. That okay. was the best Sonic program. I'm gonna have to turn it off. Turn it off because. You know, DMCA will get will get Sega and Nintendo and whatever TV company coming after us. So let's stop that there and let's jump in to some news. Um, as as you may have seen from Asim, um, well, hello there. Said my tweet as well. Uh, <laughs> the first story of the day is regarding the Xbox Series X and Halo. And this, that, that, yeah, that that line that was on about isn't just the preview screen. It's going all the way through my actual. Uh, uh, slobs, <laughs> so all of the buttons down below are split into. Anyway, hopefully I'm pressing the right ones. Uh, is it working? Yes, that's working. Yeah, there we go. So Xbox confirms Series X will release in November, but Halo has been delayed. Infinite will now release in 2021. Is anyone genuinely surprised by this? I'm not. I'm. I'm not. I'm not. Anyway, this is written I'm by not. Andy Robinson uh, for VGC. Came out at 8:38 last night, so a late story in the day. But the Xbox Series X will launch in November, Microsoft has announced, but key launch title, Halo Infinite, has been delayed into next year. In a statement published on its website, developer 343 Industries uh, said that the decision to delay the game was motivated by multiple factors, including the ongoing impact of COVID-19 on development. We have made the difficult decision to shift our release to 2021 to ensure the team has adequate time to deliver a Halo game experience that meets vision said studio head chris lee uh, the decision to shift our release is the result of multiple factors that have contributed to development challenges including the ongoing covid related impacts affecting us all this year i want to acknowledge uh, acknowledge the hard work from our team at 343 industries who have remained committed to making a great game and finding solutions to development challenges however it is not sustainable for the well-being of our team or the overall success of the game to ship it this holiday he added, "We know this will be disappointing many, uh, disappointing to many of you, and we all share in that sentiment. The passion and the support the community has shown over the years has been incredible and inspiring. We wanted nothing more than to play our game with the community this holiday. The extra time will let us finish the critical work necessary to deliver the most ambitious Halo game ever at the quality we know our fans expect." Following its gameplay reveal last month, Halo Infinite's visual fidelity faced widespread criticism from the media fans, and even big brands who highlighted issues uh, with both the game's art direction and perceived lack of advancement uh, since the last Halo game. I'm assuming that big brands includes the likes of Domino's and stuff that absolutely pitched in on it. Um, But 343 published an official response to the criticism of the game's graphics, telling fans it was taking the feedback very seriously. In a new blog post, uh, Microsoft was bullish about the Xbox Series X's launch lineup without Halo, claiming that the console would launch globally uh, globally, with over 100 optimised for Xbox Xbox Series X titles, which includes backwards compatible games. Okay, uh, this includes more than 50 new games planned for this year across generations and optimized for Xbox Series X, it said. We have plenty to keep you busy until Chief arrives, it said. There will be thousands of games to play spanning four generations when Xbox Series X launches globally this November and over 100 optimized for Xbox Series X titles uh, built to take full advantage of our most powerful console are planned for this year. Excuse me. <coughs> Head of Xbox, Phil Spencer, has suggested that Xbox will publish its latest next-gen console news this month, 
Microsoft's second cheaper next-gen games console Xbox Series X was seemingly confirmed this week by leaked controller packaging. Pricing details for the uh, Microsoft console have not been announced, and Sony has announced neither pricing nor a specific launch month for the PS5. So that is the roundup. Question for the chat. Me and Bib obviously said not surprised whatsoever, but is anyone is anyone surprised to see Halo taking drop? Bearing in mind a couple of uh, sides of the story, Halo Infinite is is the console seller. This is the big title that is going to be launching Xbox uh, Series X. That is the one that pe most people are hedging the purchase of a new console on. Are you surprised to see that drop back? Uh, but the flip side of the coin is. The game that was shown was so widely criticised. Could they really launch with that? Um, uh, so yeah, what, what what do you guys think? What do you guys think? Uh, Ad says Xbox dead before it's even released. Uh, Asim says, has, uh, "Has someone checked on Enix? Ask Jordan. Is he okay? <laughs> uh, he'll be around somewhere. He'll wait for this story to disappear and jump in." No, John's actually quite open with this. To be fair, he's, he he was. I mean, obviously, he was on the Xbox Game Showcase watch along where we got to see the first gameplay of Halo Infinite, and he wasn't impressed. Let's let's put it that way. Um, what are your thoughts, Pip? Yeah, I mean, I think this is this follows the trend uh, with all the rest of the the big big games that are coming out this year or have come out this year in being delayed. Um, I didn't think that this was going to be coming out this year, even though it was going to be launched alongside the console. I just thought, my, for, from my standpoint, away from uh, the Microsoft ecosystem, for this game, for this console coming out, all the eggs was in this basket of Halo coming out alongside it. It's a lot, a lot of pressure to be able to put alongside this game as well as the console coming out. So they want to show it the respect it deserves, and I don't blame them for wanting to put it uh, put it back. We've seen it with uh, Cyberpunk that's been delayed twice. The Last of Us was delayed twice, I think, as well. Um, just to be able, they want to spend as much time as they can to try and get this game to be as good as it can, as good as it they want it to be when it comes. which obviously you and Jordan hosted. Um, I think that the, this, the, the hardcore Xbox and Halo fans looked at that trailer and thought, Jesus Christ. I mean, for me, it looked like a Halo game, but they was expecting a lot more. And I think that's for, kind of forced their hand as well to want to be able to take a little bit more time with it. Um, so, yeah, I think, I, I think it's probably the right decision from their standpoint, especially if it's going to imagine if this imagine if they just left it as it was and just did a little bit of polishing and the game came out and it bombed, it wouldn't look good with a new Xbox, would it? People would just be saying, Well, why am I gonna get an Xbox? And if the lead game that's coming alongside it is shit, what does that mean for the rest of the console generation? Just updating the uh, discussing now. I mean that's that's the that's the key thing. If that is the title um that they are using to show the generation that is the signal. I mean, we were talking about Sonic before. A nice, a nice tie-in. Sonic was the Mega Drive and the Master System. So, if Sonic was good, that console was essentially good. And if that console was good, then Sonic was good. And it, it was kind of like yeah. hand in hand. Mario as well. If, if, um, I mean, not so much on the Switch because there's quite a lot of other big things on the Switch. You've got the likes of Animal Crossings and things like that. But, but usually you'll tie it to something. Um, yeah. Um, and Halo is xbox it's just it's the mascot in it yeah i mean that, if it's, it. it's either it's either master chief or it's marcus phoenix from gears gears of war one of those is is like their their mascot and if their mascot comes out it's like imagine usain bolt strolling out at the olympics everyone's like waving to him fuck yeah here he is we know what to expect from bolt and then they, they go Bang, and bolt legs it backwards you'd be like oh fuck's sake <laughs> well well okay well that was the highlight that's what we were expecting from the olympics and it's just absolutely fucked up the rest of it's going to be a shit show um, i mean yeah don't get me wrong all the other runners are going to be fun and stuff and yeah they're going to get fast times but they're not going to smash the record like usain bolt yeah. who's going to be running like on his tiptoes, like you'd see in a cartoon kind of thing, on one foot, one foot up in the air, eating a box of McNuggets and still breaking the world record. Everyone else is going to like break their back to do it in in uh, just less than ten seconds, but but not breaking records and stuff. And that's the kind of thing. It's, you suddenly feel underwhelmed a little bit. Um, but yeah, jumping back in, uh, uh, Black, uh, Breath of the Wild two delayed says ads plans. Even Bibby's delayed. Yeah, there was a second where you just kind of like froze. I'm, I'm starting to go, <laughs> and then and then you carried on, so we just left it. Uh, 
Uh, Sim says, I think it's the right decision. The game wasn't ready, whatever the reason. So releasing it in 2021 when it's ready and good, love it. That said, bit of a uh, bit of a blow for Xbox Series X launch as many uh, and for as many as Halo is slash was the reason to buy on. Uh, personally, uh, not buying the Xbox Series at launch, going to keep my One X. Uh, I think that's the thing. That's the thing. Um, like none of us are really surprised, and none of us, when you get down to it, would criticize the fact it has been delayed because we've said it with. How many games this year? Take the time. You want to get one chance at first impression. All of those like cliche things that ring true. If if you release a shit game, a bad game, a broken game, an unfinished game, whichever one of those it is, then you fix it. Um, it's, it's most people you've had your opportunity and you've blown it. You don't get another go. Very few games do. Um, yeah. Uh, like I mean, obviously the one we talk about is it. Could Anthem do it? And then the success story is... What's it called? The little spaceshipy one. Uh, the, uh, no Man's Sky. That's the one. No Man's Sky. Uh, the little spaceshipy one. You, you, knew what it, you knew what it was, that's though. Massive, that's massive injustice for the No Man's Sky crew. Um, I apologise for everyone else. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you knew what I was talking about, so... <laughs> I know, I know. Um, so, yeah, No Man's Sky has done it. Very few games do manage it, though. Um, and Anthem, like you said, is still struggling. Uh, I mean, that's still potentially going to have its big re uh, reveal then, and maybe they'll turn it around then. But Halo, um, Are you they confident of that? What, what that anthem could be turned out. Do you know what? Yeah. Gen, gen, generally, I think they could do. Um, I think EA have proved that they know how to do uh, continued service stuff with um, Apex. Uh, although, arguably, that's that's not as good as it was. Uh, so, yeah, I'll switch soon as well. I mean, I, th- I think, I think, it, I think it could do. I think it could do with Halo's might and money, um, and new consoles and delays and things. A new console does give you a chance at a fresh start. A new generation, particularly if you get it out early in the generation, uh, titles can be made off of a well-timed game. I mean, we've seen that with with Fall Guys. Time it right and get the messaging right, then then the world is your oyster. Um, Resistance, Fall of Man. Uh, and then the the resistance games that followed, uh, not the greatest games, but fun. And, and most people will have played at least one of them if you owned a PS3 uh, or a PS4. Um, but they came out at the right point in time. The first Uncharted was a good game. It wasn't a, a breathtaking game like the rest of the Uncharted series was, but it came out at the right time so that most people played it, and then we went from there, kind of thing. So Anthem could do that. Could come out in the right window next. Uh, uh, next year at the start of the generation however and then ea could have a success on their hands a lot of people with with time on their hands i mean yesterday i was speaking about resogun i would never play resogun i enjoyed playing resogun because it was there and it was one of the few games that i could play on ps plus uh once i'd got my fix out of everything else and there was no pro evo which there isn't at, at the start of this generation either so there's, there's a gap there where they could jump in and do it whether they do or not i'm not sure i'm not sure because anthem does have a lot of a stigma with it um but halo missing that gap is i mean what's going to fill that gap that's the thing i mean i absolutely agree with that some comments saying that that it should it's the right thing the only thing i'm not sold on um and not particularly happy with is this statement which was actually from a tweet which isn't in the article the, the tweet i saw was like on a like a halo background like a um uh, like a sideways A A three uh, note kind of thing, almost like a, a a Q note kind of thing. Um, and all of that that wording was on that uh, asset that I saw on Twitter. And the things that I don't like in it is is it's I mean it's it's exactly how it should be written. I can't really criticize. It's probably unfair um, uh, for for me to say this. But the things I don't like is the fact that rather than saying we've not done a good job, it looks shit and we need to fix it. And not that they're gonna say that, but the fact that they almost ignore that completely but they haven't acknowledged how bad it was received that dominoes mm. posted a low-res polygon version of box art and saying why well, have that when you can have the real thing or something like that um to to pitch in on it it was that it it was received so badly they just ignored that and basically said yeah because of covid19 and we don't want to force our workers to work in crunch we are going to delay it. I mean, I, I get that. If if COVID nineteen is impacting it, so it's, it's a pandemic. Millions of people have been affected by a virus that is killing people. That's perfect reason to delay the game. You don't want to uh, put your workers in crunch. Perfect reason uh, to delay a game. 
if you can get through that financially and stuff, then it's that's the best way of doing it. Jobs are good. And, but to, to, to kind of throw them excuses in and then not say, oh, yeah, well, it wasn't great. It's almost just kind of like, okay, we, 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 you're tucking on the sympathy strings, but you're not actually owning up to the fact that, that a lot of people were disappointed in that. I wasn't because I am I was never really going to play anyway. But I know a lot of Xbox fans, and if Jordan was here, he'd probably chip in as well, and say that he was disappointed by what they saw. Whether it was only uh, an alpha being played on a PC and not the hardware or whatever, that's irrelevant. This is your first gameplay impression of the new Halo in the Xbox Series X games showcase event. If you're not showing something that's uh, a full product, you have dropped the ball. Uh, mm. So... I will give you the benefit of the doubt for the COVID-19 and not wanting to uh, crunch your employees. That should be applauded. Do you know what? Well done, well done. But but don't just make it all about that. You just The reason you're not releasing it, if 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 they could have got through it and released that game and people wouldn't have been pissed, they'd have just pushed it out anyway. But it's the yeah. fact that it's crap. <laughs> it's it's not where it should be. That's why you're delaying it. Not not because you don't want to crunch. Because if you if you were that bothered about it and you were delaying it, you wouldn't have shown us two weeks ago in that conference because you were happy with it at that point in time. Um, so yeah. Anyway, that's me being being a bit of a stick in the mud. I, the fact it is delayed, I'm happy with it. It should be. It should be. Sorry, yeah. what were you saying? I think I think they've kind of got. It it shouldn't ever be re- it shouldn't be relied on for another video game company to be able to try and get something out of your console. But what date is it that Cyberpunk comes out? Is it like sixteenth or the nineteenth, maybe? The nineteenth. It's around September. that time anyway. Um, for the Cyberpunk to come out. Now we've been told that they'll be able to run on the new consoles. So if this console comes out before or just after, you're able to play Cyberpunk on your new console anyway, even though it's not a new a next gen game because let me start that again cyberpunk will be getting the high resolution upgrade for free eventually i don't think it's going to be day one i don't think if you was to put the the game in on your new console you would get the high res the beautiful hdr and everything else that comes with the brand new console day one i'm sure it's just you'll be able to play your ps4 version on your playstation 5 uh or your xbox series x version on your brand new xbox so you have the ability to be able to play that game as in when it comes out on your new console, should the console come out around the same time. But you resting a, a non-Microsoft game on a Sony or a Microsoft console isn't a good look for either of the consoles. Um, but yeah, I think, the, I think the Cyberpunk stuff will come later on down the line. I'm not sure it's day one anyway. Um, just jumping through the comments, just having a quick read. Uh, Jojo says, who needs Xbox Series X when you have PS5? A lot of people think that way. Asim pretty much said that. Uh, Tito, good morning. Uh, Tito Hello, says, Tito. Uh, I'll be honest, I had no interest in Cyberpunk. I was late to the party, but actually the more I see, the more I realise how much potential it has. Has it been overhyped, though? That's kind of what me and Bibi were saying yesterday. I mean, mm-hmm. I was I was kind of using the words fatigue. Um, um, what was it Asim said? Asim kind of put it in a better way. I, I think the fact that I've, I... I uh, was I had interest in it, but now I've seen so much of it, I'm kind of like, okay, just just, just give us the game. And yeah, that was kind of the way Asim was. He was like... I'd ra- I want to play it. I don't, I'm not that I'm fatigued, but I want to experience it rather than you telling me about all the facets and all the yeah. stories and, and so on. We didn't used to get that much information, but because it's been delayed, we're getting that much information as filler content now. Is that going to be spoilers mm-hmm. to the point where um, where we don't get the full experience? But Madge says uh, 19th of November. Is that what it is? 19th of November? Okay, okay. There we go. Um, um, yeah, yeah. I mean... The fact that Xbox could lean on third-party titles rather than having their own first-party titles, I mean, that's not the greatest look. That kind of underpin, or undermines the messaging that they've been trying to build for the last few years when they've been building out the Microsoft uh, Studios or whatever they're called. Um, uh, is it Microsoft Game Studios? I can't remember. I can't remember. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so they've been pushing the messaging of they've got all these titles and things. I mean, it doesn't completely undermine it entirely because there's still a full generation to go, but they've been, they have been putting the work in there for three to four years, maybe even longer. I can't remember how long it's been going now. And if they've got nothing that's going to be significant at launch, then that is a little bit of a, a misstep there, you have to admit. Um, but they leaned on um, Star Wars last year. Star Wars wasn't an Xbox exclusive, but you could have thought it was an Xbox exclusive because every pre-roll, every advert, every bus, 
sticker and advert and stuff had the Xbox One optimized for Xbox One X, uh, better on Xbox One X, whatever the wording was, it was everywhere. Um, so Microsoft aren't averse to riding bigger titles to success to make it look like it's their own thing. Uh, it's not the greatest look. You are using someone else's coattails as your own sort of like propulsion system. But but yeah, I mean, if, if you're getting propelled, then does it matter that much? I mean, if, if you use that as your stopgap, I mean, I... You wouldn't plan to do that, but but yeah, maybe maybe that will we'll see a change where we do have Xbox jumping more into the Cyberpunk hype train. They're probably thinking, "Fuck, okay, we don't have Halo now. Maybe we can get exclusive content or an exclusive bundle, or we can get something st stunning that just makes uh, Cyberpunk be our console seller over other generations." The only thing that that makes me think, mm, not so sure, is. Does that ring true with everything that, that uh, CD Projekt have done? CD Projekt say they want everyone to be able to play. You buy it once, you get it on multiple generations. It's all about accessibility. It's all about the consumer. Everything they've done has been very pro-consumer up until this point. Would they do anything uh, that's that's essentially chops off a big chunk of their audience? I know that money, money talks, and if Xbox go with a big wedge of cash and go, I know you weren't interested, but cha-ching! That will get a lot of people's interest. But when you're CD Projekt and you've got The Witcher uh, and you are one of the most profitable developers in Europe, or, or they are now, I think they might have uh, hit the top of the table uh, recently because they've got, obviously, The Witcher, uh, Gwen, The Witcher TV series, and now Cyberpunk is, is all fueling um, their profit streams. If you're if you're that big, would you, would you take a wedge of cash off of Xbox to isolate some areas of the audience? Because that's when you start to get the PlayStation user base going, oh, is that how it is? Is that how it is? You are very exclusive driven. I mean, I know that's kind of rich coming from PlayStation, which is, is the home of exclusive content right now uh, with Spider-Man and that. But yeah, uh, I'm not sure. I mean, it's, it's going to be difficult for Xbox to to fill the gap left by Master Chief, but we've got a, we've got a whole new generation. So I think for me, it doesn't change anything. It, it reaffirms exactly what Asim said. I'm not going to get an Xbox Series X at launch. I haven't seen anything next gen, um, and I'm not using that as a, as a beating stick for Halo in terms of the graphics look last gen or whatever. I haven't seen anything because of their mantra of it's just an ecosystem. You're not buying a next gen console, you're buying into Xbox. Whereas the PlayStation 5 has promised me next gen graphics, loading times, ray tracing, all of that stuff, and next gen games built specifically for that system on controllers that are specifically for that system then I want that instead. Give me that, and then I will look at the Xbox Series X later. When you get your ducks in a row, when Halo does look good, uh, things like that, then I'll look at an Xbox Series X. But, but for now, give me a PS5. Um, but yeah, this I found that the sentence I was talking about, the decision, the, yeah, let's start again. The decision to shift our release is the result of multiple factors uh, that have contributed to... Uh, start again, actually. I just didn't read that properly. The decision to shift our release is a result of multiple factors that have contributed to development challenges, including the ongoing COVID-related impacts affecting us all this year. Uh, uh, I want to acknowledge the hard work from the team at 343 Industries, who have remained committed to making a great game and finding solutions to development challenges. However, it is not sustainable for the well-being of our team or the overall success of the game to ship in this holiday. Um, uh, so that saying... It's, Talking about the well-being of the team, it's not sustainable for the well-being of the team um, and the COVID. That has led to the decision of uh, them delaying it. That's, that's bullshit, is that? I mean, it is. It is. I mean, it, like I say, it, it, I applaud the fact that they, they are taking their staff's well-being into, into account so they don't have to crunch. And part of the reason they're going to be crunching is COVID. Um but that's not the decision. The decision to shift your release is the fact it's got like four pixels per per monster. It's like playing uh, Pong on the Atari. No, no, that's the decision. That is why you've made the decision. Don't. It's 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 the spin, the PR spin on on something like this. I don't feel that that lack of transparency does you any favors. You should say, look, we've heard you. It's not right. It isn't where you want it to be. This doesn't look like a next-gen Halo game right now. So what we are going to do is we are going to shift until next year. And the reason for that is because the game isn't where you want it to be. And that is because of COVID. And as a result of COVID, we don't want to, to crunch our workers. You get the, get the first bit in for the transparency and the rest of the message flows. By just leaving that out, you're not accepting. You, you're basically saying it's been delayed because everything was difficult, but not saying that it's actually at flaw. Nowhere in there do they say the game 
is flawed or mention what the flaws are, just that it's not coming out until next year. And it's just like, give us the reasoning. Um, yeah, I think I have the Xbox One X. Uh, uh, that will do for me for the first year of Xbox Series X Live. When there's something amazing uh, that I can't play on the One X, I'll upgrade. Exactly, exactly. Or or even you'll get to the end of the year and you might have a little bit of cash left, left over and you think, do you know what? Um, I can play this on my One X, but it will look much better now on the Series X because of X, Y, and Z that's been announced. Then I'll get it. Yeah, I agree. I agree. That's the same thinking that I've run with. Uh, anyway, let's move ahead. Let's move ahead. Um, sticking with Andy Robinson at VGC, though. So not moving very far. Different story altogether, mind. Um, there we go. Shroud has returned to Twitch following an alleged yeah. $10 million mixer payoff. Uh, Bibby, his right hand has only just started to uh, get back into a normal full strength uh, mode this morning after... I don't know. I mean, let's just say a lot of stuff happened last night. That's all I'm going to say. That's all I'm going to say. Uh, uh, no, so streamer returns to the platform. He left a year ago, once again, written by Andrew Robinson. You see, the article says Michael Shroud. Do you know, how do you say his surname? Michael Shroud has returned to stream exclusively on Twitch around a year after leaving the platform for Rival Mixer. Uh, Shroud announced his return to the Amazon-owned streaming service on Tuesday and confirmed he would begin broadcasting at 7pm BST on Wednesday. That's 7pm tonight for Bib and everyone else as well. Um, see, that's the only thing. When your name is, when your name is just yeah, yeah, Shroud, yeah. people don't even know he's called Michael or Mike. You might hear that, but nobody... Is that is it? But I was going to say nobody ever says his name unless you're watching like a documentary on on the career of Shroud in the early days. Michael Shroud, sick or whatever. Uh, but I've never pronounced it, so I just yeah, I'm gonna I'm just gonna leave it there. Anyway, so Shroud reported received a ten million dollar payout from Mixout uh, from Mixer buying out his contract in June following Microsoft's decision to close the platform and release him from his exclusive contract, according to eSports consultant Rob Breslau. I am so excited to be able to announce my return to Twitch and more importantly, get back to streaming, he said in a statement. Twitch is where I was able to first turn my passion for streaming into a successful career, and it is all due to my incredible and loyal fan base. As I was exploring options, I realized that there was no better place than Twitch to engage with the best and most loyal gaming community worldwide. I'm also excited to relaunch my channel with a new look and logo that I know my fans will love. I'm back, baby! I just prefer his old logo, if I'm being honest. But um, Twitch's SVP of content, uh, Michael Aragon, um, added, there's nothing better than a homecoming, so we're thrilled to welcome Shroud and his incredible community back to Twitch. Our mission is to bring people together every day, and we look forward to seeing the FPS legend back in action exclusively on Twitch. <coughs> Another high-profile mixer defector, Tyler Ninja Blevins, returned to stream on Twitch this month, although there was no suggestion uh, that he'd signed a deal with the platform. Meanwhile, Guy, Dr. Disrespect Beam, started streaming on YouTube following his high-profile ban from Twitch just over a month ago. And on the subject of that, uh, we'll jump straight into uh, an article, because we haven't actually covered the doc stuff on stream, so we'll just jump through this one. Um, written by Dipanje Day, uh, not not a relative, spelled differently, by the way, just just so, just in case you wondered. Essentially Sports is the website. Shout out to Dipanje and um, Essentially Sports. Getting their first name check on Ice Cream Uploads. You've made, you've made it. Get, get your mum on the, on the flip phone. It's fine, it's fine, it's fine. It's fine. Anyway, uh, so the entire game world stood firmly gripped by suspense on the 7th and 8th of August. Dr. Disrespect, the two-time champ, played off one of the sickest ploys in streaming history. He did not have to appear, but boy, when he did... He broke YouTube. Not to mention he crossed Ninja's return to live streaming too. Dr. Disrespect is not just looking at gaming anymore. He is undoubtedly the most entertaining streamer on the planet. This man isn't just a streamer. He is a marketing and branding genius. On top of that, he knows what it takes to be a champion. And that mindset attracts people. He did not have to show his face to cross viewership ratings. However, during his no-show stream, he dropped bombs on several esports players, organizations, and games. Uh, with his return, he has once again claimed that Twitch banned him without giving him a reason, although he still mentions how intricate the matter is. Any sort of premature comment on these things can make, a difficult, uh, can make it difficult in a legal tussle. Uh, if anyone can do it, then it's him. The man has more experience in streaming than anyone else. His theatrically and, uh, th theatricality and resourcefulness knows no bounds, and to top it off, he actually has what it takes to be an entertainer. When we look at people like Ninja, Nick Merckx, Tim the Tatman, they're all great gamers, but Doc is just a better entertainer. Uh, embedded quote it started 11 years ago here on youtube and boy oh boy oh boy does it feel good to be back 
Uh, most of it can be understood if you ask this question, would you like to see Ninja stream alone or would you rather prefer Doc? It's incredible how someone can be charismatic enough to pretty much entertain us while playing a game. Dr. Disrespect cleared his statement and then went on to talk about how the cockroach approach uh, and went uh, and big money involved. His tweet suggested his own production company with a not a little remark, nobody does it better, proves Doc knows how to attract viewers. For now, this brilliant scene back, streaming, gaming, joking the same way he used to, it's best uh, to perhaps enjoy this phase rather than asking questions about the Twitch fiasco. Doc showing a lot of resolve through tough times, and that is why we are sure he will get back on his feet in no time. So there you go. Doc is on YouTube. Um, he had a stream on Monday. He had his first... Well, I say first stream. He had his first stream-ish on Thursday last week, I think it was. Uh, or was it Friday? And then uh, that was the one that was just like the radio station. Uh, NV, uh, uh, VMS, the VSM radio, Violent Speed Momentum Radio, where it was just a car parked about a garage for like three hours and we all just sat and watched nothing happen. Uh, then he had a proper stream and then he had a stream on Monday, a day off yesterday, but he is back streaming on YouTube. But now, last night, Bibby's boy, Shroud, Michael... Um, is that's how you pronounce it by the way? Just put your hand over your mouth and turn away from the microphone. Is back on Twitch, Bib. I know you're not a big fan, you don't have much to say when it comes to trial, but thoughts? I am immensely happy. Uh, it, he's pulled off one of the biggest heists in the world and he's, he's walking away scot free. This man, apparently, according to the esports insider, uh, has just got 10 million dollars. For like six months work it, it was 10 months he got paid a million dollars a month <laughs> that's ridiculous it's the biggest heist in the world and he's, he's just secured the bag like no wonder he's not been streaming for like a month and a half like he's just a bit he's been debating how you can spend 10 million dollars like what the fuck um but yeah he's back on switch i uh the one thing that i did want to say though i have to just get this bit of sleep out of my eye <laughs> that's great stuff um we seen that Ninja had to start as an affiliate, and he wasn't even an affiliate. Um, he had to start off right at the very bottom again. Do you reckon Shroud is going to be partnered from day one? Yeah, 100%. Um, Do you reckon he's signed exclusivity with them? Yes. Maybe for not money? Uh, yeah, I think the fact that Shroud has announced, like, um, the fact that... Because, I mean, the, the whole, there's the whole PR side of this. So, Shroud, I'm excited to be able to announce my return to Twitch and more importantly, get back to streaming. So, Shroud saying, I'm coming to Twitch. He specifically said, I'm coming back to Twitch. Twitch was where I was able to first turn my passion uh, for streaming to a, success, a successful career. And uh, it's all due to my incredible and loyal fan base. That is press release writing. I'm coming back to Twitch. And this is the reason why it's good. Uh, and then um, it goes even further now. So, this is why it's good for me to come to Twitch. Uh, and this is why it's good for my viewers, because we all started here. And this is why it's good to use Twitch is the next step, which is exactly where it goes to. As I was exploring options, I realized that there is no place better than Twitch to engage with the best and most loyal gaming community worldwide. Okay, okay, that's a press release. And it, I mean, it, we'll give it the benefit of the doubt. We'll give it the benefit that maybe it's not a press release. I mean, there's been no there's been no word from, I don't know, a president or a vice president or a senior vice president or something like that from Twitch. So without that, it can't be a press. Oh, look, Twitch's senior vice president of content, Michael Aragon, added. There's nothing better. So, yeah, that's a press release. If you don't have it, I mean, that's kind of the structure for press release kind of stuff. So, yeah, I mean... It, pro it probably was released. It probably was released as a press release everywhere. We're obviously looking at a news article, so we can't see if it actually was a press release. But that's a press release. Uh, so yeah, that with that, the fact that Twitch's senior vice president has got involved, and the fact that Shroud's high five in Twitch, going "fucking love you guys," and they're going, "Yeah, we love you yeah. too, son." Uh, it's kind of like, yeah, that's a deal has been done. He's going to come back. He's going to have his take. Everything's going to be fucking fine and dandy. Uh, he's going to be on the front page. All that ninja, on the other hand, just went live. Didn't say anything about Twitch being the bad boys. Uh, didn't mention anything about them putting porn on his page. And that's all in the past because we're all friends now. Yeah. yeah. Uh, he just went live. Um, and the reason he had to go through the affiliate path and stuff is because he hadn't agreed anything. And he was just like any other person, albeit with bajillions of followers. So he just had to go through the affiliate and partner application process. If he'd have signed a deal where he got preferential rates on advertising revenue and subscribers and things like that, then he would have... Uh, being given partnership from day one so yeah yeah uh yeehaw uh it's just something i say when i'm occasionally on stream oh yeehaw i'm your dad is in chat as well morning lads chats uh and next you tell me that dr disrespect isn't a real doctor um uh, i think you'll find he's actually a professor me he just doesn't like the uh the uh the way people treat him when he says he's a professor so he just 
narrows it down to be called a doctor just so that you can speak to the real people without them getting old, you know, you know, you know what people can be like. You know, you're you're Yihar Amida, the man, the most prolific shagger in Glasgow. Are you, <laughs> I, actually, are you even in Glasgow? I'm just assuming you are because everyone else is. <laughs> uh, Tito says, don't give up on the day job. I said, what's this? What's this in regards to? Is that just a general comment? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I can't see. Uh, Next, you'll be telling me you're not my dad. <laughs> um, I, Tito says, I have no interest in Dr. Disrespect comes across as an asshole. Might be for sure, but not my idea of a fun streamer. I think that's one of the things, though. Um, I, I'm going to assume, and I could be wrong, I could be wrong. I'm going to assume, Tito, that you've never watched Dr. Disrespect because a lot of people don't like Dr. Disrespect um, that haven't seen him because you see this rude, brash, like ego knobhead a lot of the carries uh, characters uh, traits that you don't want in people um but the way i i explain dr disrespect is um if you watch wwe uh do you like the rock do you like stone cold steve austin from the, the attitude area or is like uh what 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 when like just interrupting people and and, and that's the bottom line because stone colds i mean like third person stuff like that like um uh like all of that stuff is stuff that you don't like, but that creates the greatest heel turn. And a villain that becomes a hero is much better than a villain uh, than a hero that just starts out going, "Yeah, don't take drugs and stay in school," because it's like, "Oh my god, that's just it's not even anything with meaning." So when when you stick with it, when you when you go with it, it has much much more of an impact. I hate wrestling. Well, there you go. <laughs> Tino, yeah. just, just don't watch Doctor Disrespect. It, it, it is really, it, he is really good. It, there's, there's, he's not just like when I play video games. It's me playing video games. There's no depth. There's no meaning. There's no anything. But there's multiple levels. When you watch Doctor Disrespect, you're watching someone that not only can play video games to a high standard. You're watching someone that has um, the ability to hold a shtick, a character to a really high standard at the same time and doing those two side by side is hard but then having someone that completely understands marketing um like in terms of what to say how not to say how to build i mean it's, it's some of it's a bit rough around the edges granted because it's all live but but the idea of like you can see you, you can see it as you're going along but then when you look backwards you can see like the the planning of a campaign and strategy you can see the early mentions and stuff like even the stuff that's going on now with rogue company i was calling out yesterday that that i bet the doc comes back with a map and i bet it ends in rogue company and i bet we all can play it soon and that's exactly where it's going but but the way that that was kind of uh eschewed into his content effortlessly very very few people can do that and i think you have to kind of take all of that with it and then just get swept up by the the, the, the bravado and the the uh personality He's a barn entertainer. That's exactly what it is. If you're if you're watching a stream, uh, like now, if we're not being entertaining, we're not doing our job right. I mean, we're trying to give you the news with our own personalities alongside it. But if you're watching a stream, you want to be entertained, and there is nobody, uh, there is nobody on any platform that does anywhere close to what he does. His team behind him that creates all of his backgrounds, he could, all of his transitions, absolutely everything that goes into all of his editing on YouTube and things like that. Nobody has got the vision that he has when it goes into creating content. Nobody. I don't think anyone has ever come close, and I don't think anybody ever will. He's I mean, like, I do want to stop you there. one step ahead. I do want to like stop you there. steps ahead. Because Bibby's just absolutely bullshitted on stream. Nobody's going to get close. I, I think you'll find I was eating a flapjack in the Ice Cream Uploads Manor House on Monday. So... <laughs> I mean, I've egg on my face. Flapjack on mine. <laughs> Yeah, so there we go. Uh, yeah, says so Scotland is more than just Glasgow, but yes, I'm in Glasgow. <laughs> I know that's the thing. I mean, I, I until I like until I met Pez guys, I I don't think I actually knew anyone from Glasgow. Oh no, I did actually. I used to work with a guy from Glasgow. Most people were like Edinburgh or, or like, uh, and you'd always get the uh, or, like the Scot the Glasgow people taking a piss out of Edinburgh people. Say, ah, you're all posh and that shit. Hey, 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 hey. But now everyone from Pez just happens to live like in the same house it's like oh we're all from from that one room in glasgow and it's like bizarre like scotland just huge. lives in one apartment building that's <laughs> it it's just one apartment building in glasgow it's like like when you get to the uk like obviously you got people in a lot of people in london naturally a content hub kind of thing but then you get people in birmingham you get people in manchester and so on and i just i just assumed uh 
like Glasgow, not Glasgow, Scotland was the same thing. But then over the last few years, I've realised, you know what? I just assume you're in Glasgow. <laughs> so I'm probably right. Uh, also, uh, ha, I'm your da. Uh, I, I, I didn't get the context of that, but I, I think you absolutely should change your name to Ariba. I'm your padre. <laughs> 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 oh, that's amazing. Oh, quality. See that that can be your shtick. You got Yihar Amyadar as your actual name. That's Guy Bean. And Ariba I'm your padre is your doctor disrespect. That's the one. <laughs> there you go. Uh Tito says, I'll be off there. <laughs> it's the only place in Scotland there's electricity in the internet. Oh, there is that. <laughs> there is that. Big it up Nottingham. There we go. I mean, ads you support us at a Glasgow team, so we just we just we forget the fact that you're actually in the UK. You are just a Glaswegian. That's, oh, yeah. that's, what, that's what it is. That's what it is. You're a Glaswegian now. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, uh, so for those of you that missed it, Shroud is back on Twitch and he will be streaming from 7 p.m. tonight. Um, luckily for Shroud, we don't have any uh, streams scheduled for 7 p.m. tonight. Um, that said, uh, we <laughs> may have a little bit more um mafia content coming out tonight although there is one thing depending on that this is the hottest room in the world so if it's stupidly hot tonight we'll probably shift the mafia uh, stuff tomorrow yeah it's, hot, uh, it's hot, hotter than bibs's room honestly with his with his two <laughs> two, two monitors oh god god wait until you get three uh, so it's a completely different world yeah it's but not... you've got a massive room you've got a bigger room it's... i'm literally in a sweat box it's literally like the same size as yours the difference is is your your is yeah, yours goes down one side of the room. Man's just at the end of it. Is the camera makes it look bigger than it is? <laughs> I, 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 I can, I can my... literally turn round in my chair and touch the fucking wall. <laughs> yeah, that's because you're going widthways. I can. T I'm touching one wall. I'm touching the other wall. Literally. Wait, here's the windowsill. My finger is on the windowsill. Here is the other wall. The door is behind me. <laughs> can anyone see it? Can anyone see it? No, it's it's. it's... Oh, okay, okay. Well, here is here is something that's really close, and here is something else that's really close. Yes, yes. There we go. Anyway, the point being um, that Shroud is. <laughs> oh, that's just a box. It's a box. The door. Exactly, the, a box. The door's over there. Get off. Go on. Stop figuring about who's smaller. Bibby's is smaller. There we go. Uh, not a stream room though. <laughs> God, take us, take us, take us on a full tour again. Do it again. Do it again. <laughs> um, Are you serious? Twenty-seven degrees currently in my office. Thirty-two degrees in my shithole. Okay, all right. Just because you've got thermometers and that, honestly, honestly, who's got a thermometer in their office? Uh, is there really what? I don't know how you figured that out. I mean, have you actually got thermometers? All I know is it's hot as balls. I have shorts on and two fans, and it's still sweaty as fuck. Anyway, the point being, shroud might have. A free run tonight. I don't think we're playing Mafia tonight. I think we'll be playing Mafia tomorrow. Uh, so Shroud, it's okay. Feel free to stream from 7pm BST. We're not going to take all your viewers. It's fine. It's fine. You're okay. Go for it if you want. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. Well, anyway. I'm a room where everything's set up. There is a, a massive chance that Elder Scrolls evenings will be coming back at some point, but they won't be till like 10 o'clock at night anyway, so... Uh, Philips Hue sensor I have has a temperature sensibility. Oh, well, okay. I haven't I haven't got one of those. I didn't even though that was a thing. Um, Alexa, how warm is it in my room? Please share the name my room. Alexa, stop. <laughs> a few things share the name my room. Fuck off. Uh, never mind. Um, okay, next bit of news. Next bit of news. Let's move. Let's move ahead. Uh, <laughs> We've got distracted. Bibby's is tiny. That's all we need to know. EA shareholders reject proposed executive pay packages written by Sharif Saeed for VG247. Uh, the article goes on to say, Tad Beats, thank you very much for the follow. Um, you've triggered the lighting in the room, although you can't see it because the news article is full screen, but thank you very much for the uh, follow. Welcome into the stream. How is your day going? Are you hot as hell like the rest of us? Uh, but back into the article. A majority of EA shareholders have voted against EA's proposed compensation package for its top executives. Early in July, the CTW Investment Group, one of EA's pro-labor shareholders, urged investors to vote against the say-on-pay proposal. 
Had it passed, the proposal would have given EA complete control over, uh, control over how well it compensates its top executives outside of their salaries. The annual shareholder meeting uh, in question took place last Thursday, August 6th, and CTW's argument has seemingly worked, convincing 68% of shareholders to reject the executive pay proposal. Over 171 million votes were cast against it, compared to 59.6 million in favour, according to regulatory SEC financial filing made the same week. Um, Although the idea to vote against was proposed by CTW, other investor groups such as Institutional Shareholder Services Incorporated, Glass and Lewis Company, the California Public Employees Retirement System and several others agreed, hence the overwhelming result. Shareholders issued a resounding rebuke of Electronic Arts' deeply flawed executive pay practices that does not incentivize ex executives to create long-term value, said CTW executive uh, Dieter Weisenegger. Um, the vote is, clary is a clarion call for the board to stop piling awards on top of awards for top executives and make sure that the company develops a pay philosophy that is focused on talent development and retention throughout all levels of the company. Amen. Uh, CTW's July letter called out the excessive, excessive equity grants EA tends to award its top brass with CFO Blake <coughs> Jorgensen and CTO Kenneth Moss specifically mentioned. Prior to that, CTW also demanded Activision investors do the same um, as it believes CEO Bobby Kotick is paid to much i believe these these sort of articles are interesting because you will you, everybody hates to see the rich getting richer uh so so there's always a, an inbuilt don't give them all the money fuck's sake honestly they're not even doing all of the work i mean don't get me wrong it is stupidly stressful at the top of the chain stupidly i mean i imagine not all of not all uh, executives but most executives live work they will get up in the morning uh, they will work they will go to meetings they'll stay for days they'll be on planes they'll be in hotels and planes and hotels all sound nice unless you live that lifestyle getting planes and hotels everywhere is fucking fatiguing boring and monotonous uh, but executives are living that lifestyle it is fucking it is turgid but Live that lifestyle for ten years and you are set for life. <laughs> so, mm. uh, so yeah, but they are they are worse. So there is that. I just wanted to get that that in first because people are, are quick to jump on people that have a lot of money. Uh, it's, it's natural. Uh, people that are earning stupid money shouldn't be getting stupid money. Uh, when people that are working their asses off are getting pittance, it's not fair. Um, but I wanted to get that in first. I do feel that is justified in this case. Uh, you've got you've got staff in not just EA, but obviously Activision has mentioned within that that are working their asses off uh, as well. So they will be doing their their forty hours, their fifty hours, maybe an extra 10, 15, 20 hours here and there spread out across it too. Um, doing development, doing especially in crunch periods as well. I mean, obviously, we've just been speaking about Halo. They're trying to avoid that. But in crunch periods, developers and studio heads and, and, and art workers and all of those guys, social media managers pretty much work all the time anyway. I mean, there's obviously different roles, different levels of stress, and, and different roles have different levels of stress in different periods as well. Um, uh, but, yeah, it's it's not really great that, that companies are looking to... How can we give the stupidly rich masses of unregulated money outside of their salaries how can can we work ways in to do that i mean why don't be doing that don't be doing that um working working ways to make sure that everyone that that puts extra effort in that sacrifices for the company gets the rewards it shouldn't just be a case of you sacrifice for those above you higher up the pyramid get more and more of a cut of the hard work and, and the blood the sweat and tears that you're putting into it i just yeah I, Fair play to EA shareholders for, for, for blocking that. I mean, I'm uh, I'm not in that pay packet. I'd probably have a different role if I was in that pay packet. Uh, probably uh, opinion should have saved, but I'm not. Uh, and most people aren't because they realise that the only people that want that are the people that are going to benefit from it. And it's it, it's sad that it, it's had to take up 171 million votes to make them go, nope, that's bullshit. So yeah, 68% of yeah. shareholders, over two-thirds of shareholders say it's shit. You guarantee the... the, um, the 32% that voted in favour of it are people that have an invested interest in that. Um, I would like to know, though. I mean, we, we are never going to know. But I would like to know who is, is sitting at the top of the executive stuff. Like, what is their career? Obviously, it's going to be different for every single company and every single person that works there. But is there people who have been there for, I don't know, 10, 15 years that 
started in a fucking call center or whatever, and then just got promotion after promotion because they was good at their job and they have earned their crust. Like they've gone all the way up to the top. They have been the best in the business. Like they have done, they have lived and breathed their job for that long that they deserve that rather than, I mean, it, it's, it's, it's still unfair for me to say someone who's really good has walked into that job and there is there therefore able to claim every single bit of money that comes their way uh, because somewhere down the line they have obviously earned it. But for someone to be able to take a bonus on top of their wage because they have done so much down the years, they absolutely, for me, regardless of whether or not they're taking away one or two million on top of that, I don't know. Um, but I still think some people in instances deserve the money that they have worked for. Um, I think it's wrong straight away just to be able to say that they don't deserve it because somebody else isn't going without it. Yeah. Eventually, if that person's good enough, they will be able to get themselves in a position to be able to earn that kind of money. Because what is what's the point in having a job where you can't, you know, move up, you can't get promotions, you don't get bonuses and stuff like that. Either someone's not working hard enough or they don't have the experience or good enough to be able to get into those positions. You can't deprive someone of earning extra bits of money in their job because somebody else isn't getting it. If it's there and ready available for someone to be able to have because they're very, very good at their job, then why aren't they allowed to have it just because someone on Twitter says they don't deserve it? Now, fuck that guy. If that person on Twitter said they don't deserve it, you can guarantee that that person in their own job is working their ass off to be able to get into a position where they get a bonus and stuff like that. Yeah, I think that's where I see it. I think there's, um, this is never going to fit. I'm just going to put it on screen now because watch how big it whoop, <laughs> all the way out. Okay. Uh, Okay, let me just put EA reject. Yeah. I mean, maybe at this point in time <laughs> where redundancies are rife and the world is going into what seems to be like a, it got officially announced today that the UK is in recession. And maybe that's bad timing <laughs> from our standpoint, um, especially when people are losing their jobs left, right, and center. That isn't in good taste, especially if it is if someone is getting an executive bonus of maybe £750,000. That's not to say that they haven't earned it. Um, and it would have been nice for them to say, actually, that's probably 250 jobs secured for another year at this moment in time. It's crucial that we keep these people uh, in employment. No, I, so, I, yeah, I, I fully agree with that, especially especially like you've got people uh, we're in recession. Businesses are are looking to collapse. There was a march in Manchester. I think it was yesterday. Um for the events industry because they aren't being compensated by the government at all anyway and can't fully get back into uh the industry i mean how many events has anyone been to in the last few months none because it doesn't exist uh and there's no way of slowly but putting it back in with social distancing and stuff like because it doesn't work so the events industry had a march to try and uh push through uh the rights uh to have compensation for it. Meanwhile, EA wants to have complete control over how well it compensates its top executives outside of their salaries. AKA, um, actually, you've you've done all right there. You've got two million pounds a year. Here's another five. I mean, they could just say, "Well, we want to take that much profit and just give it to our guys because we feel they've earned it." Who makes those decisions? The people at the top. So naturally, they're going to get good money. I mean, if there's someone else making those decisions, then. Aren't they employed by the people at the top? I don't. I don't know. It just. It just seems. Seems bizarre. There needs to be some sort of ruling, especially in a shareholder uh, situation like that. The shareholders. You can't just go. Yeah. You. You take all the money and decide how much of it you want. Because if someone said to you, "Do you know what? You work for me. I'm a shareholder. You work for me. Um, here's a bajillion pounds for salaries and stuff. You choose how much of it you want." You're not. You're gonna go. Well, I'll take a bajillion pounds, please. Thank you. Uh, I mean, obviously. You wouldn't if you realise that you're working with other people and they have families and you need them to do work stuff. You'd share it out, but but it's it's not unfathomable thing that some selfish people in the world will be like, okay, well if I've got complete control over it, then I'm still going to make sure that bit is mine and I might keep that bit for me as well, just in case I need it afterwards. And and what if I want a really nice holiday? I'll take this bit for me as well. So so yeah, it absolutely should be it absolutely should be rejected. I mean, Yeehaw says most execs are working eighty plus hours a week. They live it every day. Risk equals reward. Risk your health, family and friends, etc. by being a workhorse. Absolutely. Execs. A lot of people hate execs because they get paid a lot of money. Execs give a lot for it. 
a lot of execs, it's not just even execs. I mean, it's a sales sort of life as well. You will spend your time on the road. You will spend your time away from your family. You miss key moments that no amount of money can buy uh, in terms of your family moments. You might miss birthdays or parties or weddings or your, your baby's first steps or whatever, like, cliche-ish sort of things. You do miss a lot of that as an exec. Um, but you get financially compensated for it and that's the risk reward you're risking a lot you're risking losing out on life with the aims of having a better life it's that sort of work-life balance you put work forward and sacrifice life so that you can flip it back as you get later on in life most people tend to try and establish the status quo as they go through life which is the ideal um uh but yeah so so execs being paid healthily nobody is against that but execs being paid overly healthily when people are living in unhealthy situations and losing their jobs it's it's not it's not nice it's not nice um it's hard to comprehend the value that some people bring to the company and shareholders uh, not all companies at all uh, a lot of exec directors uh, dine out on previous performances and previous positions and move from company to company kind of like politicians i know multiple uh people that have been like that in previous jobs um someone actually followed me from one company that went bust that this person was in charge to another company that i worked for um this person pretty much has a reputation of running companies into the ground um followed me to a company i left that company after that i left that company that person ran the company into the ground left and went to another company but every time he, he does that he's on a six-figure salary and gets uh, severance payments and stuff like that I had to get fucking made redundant. Uh, couldn't even get the salary that I was supposed to be getting 24 hours later, but he got a big uh, severance package of, of six figures at the end of it. So yeah, fuckers. Fuckers. Mm. Fuckers. Anyway, um, GG to EA shareholders who have rejected the executive pay packages in uh, the way that everyone's been calling for Activision to do for a while. The Activision statement that was in that, by the way, Bobby Kotick was, it said something like, I can't remember the exact figures, so I'll just give you ballpark. Probably miles off figures. He took... Activision from the 80s, uh, earning, say, 10 million a year to earning billions, like like 7 billion a year or 50 billion a year, whatever it was, whatever the number is. He took them from a large amount of money to an astronomical amount of money. So they're saying, so he deserves to get paid an endless sum. But we're overworking staff. We're not getting enough staff and we're crunching uh, uh, and not paying and we're cutting, getting rid of people and stuff at the bottom end. It doesn't balance. That's the thing. The balance. It's a, I know it's a pyramid. But a pyramid can't be top heavy. You can't just have one person at the top taking everything. It's just it's bullshit. It's bullshit. Or a few people at the top taking everything. Um, anyway, 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 anyway. Um, we are an hour and 10 minutes in. We're eating into Masters of the League time. So let's move yeah. forward. Uh, Chapa says, what's this topic, by the way? Yeah, reject exec pay packages. There you go. It wasn't on the screen when you asked that, though. So there you go. Um, uh, I've long thought we're comfortable as a society with a minimum wage, but not a maximum wage. Since the 1920s, executives pay has outgrown exponentially versus entry-level pay. I'd like to see a law that says an, if an executive gets a pay rise, the lowest level should get the same level percentage-wise. The only thing with that is, is that's when you start to step into the realms of communism um, as opposed to capitalism. Uh, and that's a whole other debate that's too deep for the scoop, I reckon. But yeah, communism is about essentially sharing the wealth. Capitalism is about... Um, being able to develop your own skills. If you're willing to put the time and effort and uh, into yourself that you can get more out of life, that's kind of what capitalism is based on. And everyone likes a little bit of both. Um, but yeah, yeah, I, I, there is definitely something in there, but we'll put a pin in that because that's a whole whole rabbit hole we could fall down. Chapa says, I almost got made redundant 12 months ago because of some corporate suit bastard who joined our company. I tried sacking one of the most important teams, mine, uh, to save a quick book and then got sacked after disgruntling the entire workforce. Bloody suits. Um, I mean, it's interesting that you say the word suits because it almost sounds like the word twat, uh, which is what that person sounds like to me. But anyway, a uh, little bit of news. Rockstar is working to fix Red Dead Online after fans call it unplayable. Animal Crossing. Okay, don't know, understand the uh, tagline, but we'll go ahead. Wesley and Paul for your again writes that Rockstar is working to fix a raft, a raft of issues caused by the latest Red Dead Online patch. Issues caused by Red Dead Online's 1.21 title update include connection problems and low animal spawns. Okay, there you go. We are aware some players may currently be experiencing a range of issues, including connection problems, low animal spawn counts, difficulty pitching camps, entering moonshine shacks, and others, Rockstar said on its website. We are currently developing fixes to address these and will share more information as it is available. Recent issues with Red Dead online have gone viral on social media with hilarious glitches catching the eye players are calling red dead online a ghost time because of disappearing animals and characters those animals that remain may be broken too uh, and there's a lot of embedded tweets that we can't see because of cookies reasons accept or no it's not worked sometimes it does sometimes it doesn't accept all no 
there you go. Uh, the issue comes at a difficult time for Red Dead Online. Uh, in July, Rockstar released Red Dead Online's first big update since December of 2019, and players have become so fed up with the lack of meaningful updates that they dressed up as clowns and got together in-game to stage a sort of visual, uh, virtual protest. This week, Rockstar, Rockstar dropped the 1.21 update, which was designed to fix issues with the game. Unfortunately, it had the opposite effect, causing yesterday's outcry. Imagine that. Your community is dressing up as clowns uh, as, a, as a metaphor for you and the way that you're treating the game. And then you drop a broken update. <laughs> <laughs> Clowns! Uh, Nightmare NY, what up? Hey, welcome in. Uh, are you... I'm assuming that says Nightmare NY for New York and not Nightmare Ne. <laughs> are, you, are you from the Big Apple? Welcome into the stream. Welcome in. Good afternoon. Um, so yeah, we won't, we won't dive into that one too much. Uh, Rockstar is working to fix Red Dead Online because it's broken to fuck in a latest update. And then we have one final article that we've added on... Uh, to the end, which we will just quickly glance over uh, because we have covered this before, but George Liam shared it as he uh, uh, came across it yesterday. Uh, on the BBC News site, Xbox XCloud, how does Game Pass streaming work? Um, so Microsoft is about to launch a game streaming service that will let subscribers play top-end Xbox games on a mobile phone. Um, so long story short, we won't go through the text, uh, the text, but essentially for $10.99 a month, you get Xbox X... X Xbox Game Pass uh, Ultimate, and if you get Xbox Game Pass Ultimate, you can play your Xbox games on console, on PC, on tablets, and phones, as long as it's not iPhone or iPads, because, you know, Apple sucks ass, uh, and you don't even need an Xbox, so there you go, you want to play some games uh, on the go, there you go, check that out. Thank you very much for sharing that, Jojo, we would jump into it, but we're a little bit late, and we've already, um, already been over that one, but thank you very much for the link. If anyone does want to share any stories with us, then Bibi will tell you that in just a second we are going to drop off we are going to jump back on stream in about 10 to 15 minutes ish with masters of the league so if you're interested in uh pro evolution soccer pez on pc the fully modded uh, experience on pc then we will be playing through that we played through the first episode of the week on monday and it didn't go well we were up for two trophies we now as it stands aren't going to get any but we could turn it around five games left to play in the league three of those games are coming up uh today straight after this so we will jump off and jump back on with that but before we do bib is there anything you would like mm -hmm. to add yes there is uh thank you very much to each and everyone who's that joined us for the show today uh we will be going obviously doing masters of the league after this but if you want to join in the show on tomorrow's episode then all you need to do is do two things find us on social media it's at ice cream outlets across all major social media outlets um you'll be able to yep. recognize that you know it's, it's logo and stuff like yeah the stuff's going into the chat now there we go that's what i was waiting for <laughs> and the second thing is also our discord link as well all you need to do is just drop in the link to the article your thoughts and impressions we will then tomorrow give you our thoughts and impressions at what time mr graham day 10 a.m ish 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 and chips. Anyway, we are going to disappear. We'll be back in about 10 minutes-ish ish, with uh, Masters of the League. So we'll see you then. Don't go anywhere. We'll keep the holding slate up for as long as we can, but we eventually do have to change the scene. We usually just go, we just stay alive, uh, but we have to change um, the scene collection setup for Masters of the League because we have all of the green screen stuff in there as well. So yeah, feel free to hang around in the channel. Uh, you'll get a, a go live notification if you follow the channel anyway, so you'll get a notification. So make sure you do that before you disappear, just in case, because that way you get notified. You want the notification? Yeah, yeah, nice, nice, nice. Um, uh, Bibi used the guitar on Sonic and stand him over with the belt. Yeah, there you go. Get Sonic on. on. <laughs> <laughs> New. No. Uh, anyway, that's it. We are going to drop off back in about 10 or so. So we'll see you then. Until then, have a fantastic day and stay frosty.